All right, hello everyone. Happy Friday. We have made it through another week. Let me just shuffle a couple more of these chat windows. Let's line up kind of centered a little better there. Uh, how's it going, uh, Lua, there in the chat? Thanks for tuning in. Uh, nice to see you and happy Friday. Uh, let's go minimize this one. Let me just make sure I got the other two chats on top. Uh, happy Friday. How's it going, uh, Tammy? Thanks for tuning in. Um, so, uh, hello everyone. My name is Tim, and I go by Foamy Guy on GitHub and Discord. Uh, this is the weekly CircuitPython deep dive stream. Uh, the stream was originally started, of course, by CircuitPython lead developer Scott Shawcroft. Uh, he has been taking leave for a bit because him and his partner had a new child. Uh, he is back to working now, at least for a few weeks we got him back, but he is taking another leave uh, coming up here in a couple more weeks uh, throughout you know, a, a, another big chunk from the year. Um, so I have been doing the deep dive stream instead of him, um, and I believe for the, for the time being, that's the plan is for me to keep doing it uh, at least until potentially whenever Scott is back from uh, his next leave and, and settled in and uh, you know, set to go with, with the child and everything. That's going to be a a lot of work and a big adjustment in his life, I'm sure. So whenever he is ready to go um, to take back over the stream, that's when that will happen. Until then, uh, I am here every week on uh, Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific, um, and we are diving into the internals of CircuitPython. Uh, some weeks we are actually looking specifically into the core of CircuitPython like we did last week. We worked on the uh, Webflow stuff a bit. Um, this week, we are actually going to set our uh, submarines a, a little bit shallower. We're, you know, we're going to go up uh, a little bit, couple, uh, you know, a couple of meters, if you will, uh, in the ocean. We're not going to go quite as deep. Uh, today, we're going to look at more uh, project-level stuff, so like user code, you know, writing CircuitPython code uh, rather than writing C code, you know, inside of CircuitPython itself. We're going to work on a project today. Uh, but I am getting ahead of myself a little bit. So like I mentioned, uh, my name is Tim. This is the Deep Dive program. We're going to be working on CircuitPython stuff. Um, if you're brand new to all of this, though, and you don't know really what I've been talking about, I'm sorry that I didn't do the introduction earlier, for one thing, but uh, we have it here. CircuitPython uh, is what we're working on, and this is basically an implementation of Python that runs on tiny computers called microcontrollers. Uh, so I've got a camera right here, which has a CircuitPython... Uh, Titano device. This is a uh, CircuitPython Pi Portal Titano. Um, so I'll flip it over here. We can get a better look at it. This is basically just a tiny computer. You know, there's a computer inside this main chip here. Uh, in this one, there is actually also a secondary computer over here that controls the Wi-Fi. Um, and this one talks back and forth between the Wi-Fi chip and the main chip. Um, but essentially, we're writing Python code that runs on these little devices here, these tiny computers here called microcontrollers. There's lots of different shapes and sizes of them. I happen to be using a Pi Portal today um, because it's got a built-in screen and we're going to do some projects that do stuff on the display. Uh, but there are lots of other, you know, per, you know, form factors for these devices as well, right? All of the rest of these are also CircuitPython microcontrollers. These can all run the CircuitPython uh, code, the same kind of code we're going to be writing. Uh, but obviously, you know, there's lots of different shapes and sizes and, you know, form factors for the pins. Some of them have like edge connectors, some of them have stemma connectors, some of them have tons of pins, some of them have, you know, female header pins, some of them have solderable, uh, you know, pin headers, some of them have, um, you know, the, what do they call those little grooves on the edge there? I'm blanking on the name, but they have the little grooves on the edge where you can actually solder the outside of it as well. Um, so, 
you know, again, all kinds of different ones of these things. The thing that ties it together is we are writing Python code that runs on them, and it's uh, part of the CircuitPython project is that it's super easy to do this. You just plug these devices in. They will all have a USB plug. You plug it in. It shows up as a thumb drive on your device. So, like, right here, I've got a CircuitPy, uh, you know, essentially just a thumb drive connected to my device. Inside of there, it's going to have a code.py file, and we can just open that code file inside any editor uh, and then write our code inside of there and it will automatically run on the device so um, that's kind of the 50,000 foot view uh, we are going to be getting you know down into the weeds so to speak we're going to be diving into uh, using CircuitPython quite a bit so if you're brand new to it a couple of things you can do if you want to get up to speed uh, head over to our discord first of all uh, which I have down on the screen there adafru.it um, that's the discord castellated pins yeah thank you folks in the chat there um, uh, adafru.it that's the discord if you head there and join us we're in the live broadcast chat room so that's the chat that should be showing on the screen right below me yep that chat right down there that's the uh, discord so head there if you're new and you want to get involved uh, another good place to go is circuitpython.org uh, this is the main page for the project so you can uh, head here and learn more as well uh, CircuitPython is an open source project, so anybody is allowed to contribute, um, but it is uh, primarily funded by this company, Adafruit. So Adafruit is a company based out of New York uh, in the United States. They make hardware and software. Um, generally, though, they sell hardware uh, to the public, so you can order hardware off of their website. You can buy the microcontrollers. Uh, you can buy all of the things that you know you can plug in and do with the microcontrollers. So you know buttons. Uh, or buttons over here rather and batteries and uh, you know sensors lights like these neopixel lights here leds buzzers beepers switches levers any kind of little electronical widget like that um you know you can buy those over on the adafruit store and if you do uh, it helps those of us out who are working on the project because again adafruit is paying the folks that are working on the project some folks work on it full time and are paid by adafruit to do so uh, like scott who i mentioned earlier other folks like me are a part-time uh, you know member of the CircuitPython team so we get paid to work on the project uh, part-time uh, including you know contributing code and doing these streams uh, and um, you know, learn guides and other projects and things. So uh, again, thanks to folks who do purchase hardware from Adafruit. Uh, definitely appreciate it uh, from all of us who do work on the project. So let me catch up on the chat here as well. So we've got uh, Tammy and Lua. How's it going? Dexter. Uh, nice to see you, Dexter. Uh, Paul. How's it going? Happy Friday from Lisbon. C. Grover. How's it going? Uh, Niradoc. Thank you again for the castellated pads. Um, like the things on the castle. Oh, yeah. Castellation's on the top there. Yeah. Um, Beata, how's it going over in the YouTube? Thanks for tuning in. Dave Odessa as well, and Brett, and uh, let's see, Waha, greetings. Um, yeah, castellations we got over there as well, so thanks for that, folks. Um, all right, so I think we got the introductions in. Um, as I get going here, you know, definitely feel free to drop questions or comments or anything like that in the chat. Uh, you know, this is a two-way street. I'm happy to just have you look over my shoulder and see what I'm working on, but also, you know, you can uh, jump in, uh, ask questions, offer suggestions, any of that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm happy to uh, entertain rabbit holes. You know, we can go off on some other tangent for a bit if we want. Um, we can kind of work on, on what we want here. So feel free to shout out in the chat if you uh, have anything you want to say or ask. Um, let's see there. Uh, good afternoon from Reno. How's it going, Sherry? Thanks for tuning in. Uh, and Amare. Uh, oh boy, yippee. Thanks for uh, tuning in there. Uh, nice to have you over on the YouTube. Um, so more specifically jumping in today, what I'm going to look at is I'm starting with this uh, Learn Guide uh, repo 
uh, pull request. So um, this is a pull request where somebody has uh, enhanced the code inside one of the learn guides. Uh, in particular, we'll pull up the guide that it is. It is this PyPortal Pi Portal interface guide right here. This is a guide that I do uh, reference a lot and do a lot of work in. And as uh, some of you may know, if you've caught a few of the previous streams, we're actually working on building a new version of this altogether. Um, so that'll be cool once we have it with like async IO and some of the newest widgets and things that will make the, uh, the code for this a lot um, you know, more concise and understandable and easier to hack and maintain and such. Um, so we are working on that, um, not specifically today, that's not what we're gonna do, um, but that is in the works. And what we're gonna look at today though is another person submitted an update to the existing one of these where they have made some improvements to it. Um, not necessarily the full overhaul like we're talking about, you know, changing to different widgets and um, using async IO and all of that kind of stuff, um, but they did make some good improvements. There's some typos and things they fixed. They refactored the code a bit um, to I think remove some duplication where possible and they did a couple cleanup things like that so uh, we're going to take a look over the PR we're going to test it on our Pi portal see how it's working uh, and leave a review on this PR so that's where I'm going to start today and then after that uh, we'll get into the next project which I will uh, talk about more later on okay catch up okay yeah we're caught on the chat there so first thing I'm going to do is just get on this PR on my local branch so I have the learn guide project open up here uh, so let's see. So Adafruit is kind of like the old uh, Edmund scientific out of New Jersey. So um, I will say I don't necessarily know what that is, but I am happy to plug it in here, see if we can't get a quick idea of what it is. And then if so, I could probably uh, answer that a little bit better. So they were based in Barrington. They were founded in 1942. Retailer of surplus optical parts like lenses. Uh, later branched out into complete systems, telescopes, microscopes, a wide variety of science toys and kits. Yeah, that sounds that sounds right up uh, the alley for sure. Yeah, the uh, especially like you know the science toys and kits, like definitely a lot of things that Adafruit stocks. I would consider science toys and kits. The you know the microcontrollers themselves. I certainly look at them as toys. I uh, play around with them. I am entertained by them. The uh, the kits. There are kits available on Adafruit where it'll be you know a microcontroller plus a couple of other things in order to make a project. Um, there's even sort of the main um, one of the main product lines at Adafruit is what's called the. Um, oh no, I'm drawing a blank on the uh, AdaBox. It's I don't know how I could draw a blank on that right, but AdaBox is a kit. Uh, that comes out every so often. It was quarterly. There's issues right now where it's delayed because of part shortages and things like that. Um, so it's not quite going quarterly right now, but that's like a reoccurring thing where, you know, every year or whatever, they release this Ada box and it's got, uh, you know, a kit inside of it. It's got all the parts you need to make a couple of different projects, uh, typically using whatever the newest, uh, you know, latest and greatest hardware that Adafruit has created is. Um, so lots of stuff like that. Um, and again, I'd never heard of that company before, but it sounds like that is right up the same alley as what Adafruit is. Uh, Edmund Scientific, I'll have to look into them some more later. That sounds like a pretty interesting place. Um, okay, so we were checking this out. I'm gonna just, I have this opened up locally inside PyCharm here. I'm just gonna use uh, uh, GH. So we're gonna go up one, GHPR list. That's gonna show me a list of them. And then the top one here is the one that we're looking for. I happen to know that that's the title of it. So 2199 is the number. So we're gonna go GHPR checkout 2199. 
I hope the uh, chip shortage settles down in 2023. Yeah, uh, definitely. I think a, a lot of folks probably around here who are watching this are for sure, uh, fingers crossed. Um, yeah, hoping on the, the chip shortage easing up a bit, definitely. Uh, it's rough. It's rough out there for sure. I, Lady Ada does a great job of like, um, you know, going with the flow and figuring out how to change things up and stuff. And if you watch, um, for folks that don't know, like Lady Ada, the, the founder uh, of Adafruit does a lot of the hardware design and um, on Sunday evening, so today's Friday, in, in two days from now, um, you know, typically on Sundays, I guess, I don't know for certain if, if she's doing it this week, I would assume so, but I don't know for sure, but Sunday evening, and there's not a not exactly a set time, but there's another program called the Desk of Lady Ada, uh, where she will go over sometimes even like doing those hardware designs and the uh, the struggles with the chip shortage, uh, and you know making a new redesign in order to account for a fact that some chip is not available, stuff like that. So, uh, for if, if folks are interested in that side of the business, that side of uh, what goes on, uh, do check out Desk of Lady Ada on Sunday uh, evenings is typically when that's on, and you can just follow Adafruit on Twitch or uh, YouTube or uh, you know, any socials, Twitter or something, I'm sure it gets tweeted there as well. Uh, we're also always in the Discord. Uh, young man, if you use logic uh, to demand, you can answer your own question. Uh, right now, use straight physics only. Um, not really sure I follow exactly what you mean. If you use logic to demand, uh, you, if to demand, you can answer your own question right now. Use your straight physics only. Yeah, sorry, I'm not sure what you mean on that one. Uh, every Sunday, yep, Lua. Uh, occasionally, there will be a Sunday off if there's uh, if uh, PT and Lady Eight are busy or something like that. So um, sometimes, uh, sometimes not, but it's it's typically yeah most Sundays it is going on there. Uh, so we've got our PR checked out. We're gonna go find the PyPortal interface uh, folder inside of here. So the uh, Learn Guide repo is basically a big list of folders. Uh, inside each of these folders is one of the projects uh, which matches up, you know, typically with one Learn Guide. And we're looking for the one, I thought it was called PyPortal Interface. I'm not actually seeing it here, though. Maybe it's called User Interface. Uh, instead of just looking through there, what I'll do is go to the code page and then go to, excuse me, the bottom here where there's a GitHub link. Right here. This will tell me the folder. PyPortal User Interface it is. Okay, so we're going to head on down to the Use. There we are. Here's the code for it. Okay, uh, so we'll uh, put this on my device in a minute. We'll run it. We'll we'll check it out, see how it's working. But I'll also take a look over the code in the diff here on GitHub. Uh, let me also read the comment. Let's see what we have. Spelling, uh, rearranged code for readability, simplified mini operations, maintain the purpose, uh, which is you know functionality, the examples of all the features. Uh, they tested it on a Pi Portal, so we'll test it on a Pi Portal, and I have the Titano here as well, so we'll throw it on that one also. Uh, global constants were placed at the top, methods were moved above dynamic code, uh, functions pass in variables rather than using global variables. Uh, that's nice, I don't know, there may, there may have been pylint ignores or something, so pylint will complain about globals as well, I think. Um, so that refactor will actually help out uh, there as well, although I don't know, does pylint get run on these? I'm not sure. Added some comments to explain why why a value is used and how it works. Yep. And so it looks like original author is no longer necessarily working or involved in the project uh, anymore. Dan did ask to run black, and it looks like the uh, end user did it, which is, who is this? Left right there. Uh, thanks, by the way, to left right there. I don't 
necessarily know that they would be watching this if they are that's awesome thank you uh, either way though uh, thanks to this person for uh, submitting in a, an improvement to this guide this is nice um, to have folks looks like they're a first time contributor at least to the learn guide system um, so that's super awesome to see new folks getting involved and so thank you to them for uh, submitting this improvement not only noticing that it could be improved but also going ahead and making the changes and submitting it as pull requests that's uh that's super awesome that's how that's how this whole thing works uh, is, is community members just like that just like that, um, submitting improvements. That's exactly how I started as well. So uh, thanks to them. Uh, physics would be, I was trans, uh, transported, who transported, and the cost of fuel is increased each day. Um, yes, cost of fuel. Um, so I'm not sure, I mean, I understand a little bit more, I guess, what you're saying, but I'm not sure if that, maybe I forgot something that I mentioned. I'm not sure what that ties back to uh, with what we were talking about or doing or anything. Okay, it could be, uh, yeah, I don't know, I could be drawing a blank on something I said earlier. Uh, that's the magic of open source. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so to start with, we did move this section of code around. So we've got our imports, but it's no longer has setting up the I2C bus and all this stuff first. Instead, it's got some variables uh, for the file names, which I guess these probably used to be down below. Yep, that's where they were. Uh, sound effects. Okay, so we do have a new constants section here. I like that as a, as a comment there to separate it all out. Uh, let's see, like me that wrote basic programs on an Atari 800 uh, home computer back in the early 80s to learn, uh, to learn these newfangled languages. Oh, uh, Canon old dummy, excuse me, I missed the first part of that there. Canon old dummy like me. Uh, yeah, totally. I think so. I mean, I will say I'm biased, right? I work on the project and I and I spend time trying to make it easy for other folks to pick up. Um, one of the things about CircuitPython, though, it's like it's targeted at an audience that is not even necessarily programmers. It's targeted at an audience that has no um, programming experience. So like artists and makers and um, children, you know, students, uh, people who don't necessarily have software development backgrounds. So like lots of stuff has been made very, very easy, as easy as it can be. Um, if you do have some old programming knowledge, even if you know the basic building blocks, programming, right, loops and functions and variables and, you know, if statements, right, logic, um, you know, if, if you know those basic building blocks of programming, um, then you already have a huge head start. And I think what you'll find is like CircuitPython is actually um, a really, really easy thing for you to pick up and do if you, if you grab a device and start playing with it. Um, I think you would pick it up pretty quick, uh, e even if it's been like a very long time since you've coded or anything like that. Um, Python in general is actually pretty easy to pick up, and CircuitPython uh, is a is a nice easy version of Python. Um, and the uh, the physical feedback is nice as well, right? Like if you do need a refresher or something, getting a refresher on programming where you know you're turning lights on or or you're reacting to buttons or something, something tactile like that. Uh, you can really not only see the output of your program, but also kind of feel and interact uh, with the output of your program, which is a, a fascinating thing if you've never had that experience uh, of programming a physical device like that. It's uh, it's definitely a nice thing. Could we zoom in on the, on the code? It's a little hard. Yeah, we can uh, we can scrunch this one up a bit. Let me know if that's still too small. I can chunk it up a bit bigger still as well, I think. Uh, Beata says, I've been staring cross-eyed at my own code uh, of late, trying to simplify it. Handy to see what others do. Yeah. 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 Let me know how we are on the size. I can still I can still chunk it up a bit. So we've got our constants of our files. We got some colors. 
We've got some uh, XY coordinates of where the tabs are going to be. They call it styling. It looks like a location to me, which I don't necessarily think of as part of the style, but I suppose it is, even in CSS and stuff. Uh, helper number for cycling up to 1 to X. That's been taken out. We've got some more button styling. This one is width and height. We've taken out the screen setup to keep going with variables. Uh, so what I'll do in a minute here is I'll probably switch back over to PyCharm and I'll take a look at the actual code, the finished version of it, rather than the uh, the diff here. But uh, I'll take another, I'll, I'll kind of get a quick skim in over the diff and then we'll switch over, I think, into, uh, into PyCharm. That's much better. Awesome. Uh, yeah, thanks for mentioning it, by the way. I'm always happy to have folks point out stuff like that. I do want, you know, this, especially the deep dive, right? This is a two-way street. I definitely want um, interactive thing and I want folks to be able to see what I'm doing and what I'm working on and stuff. I also try to kind of narrate what I'm thinking about as well um, so that, you know, folks can actually kind of get a look at, at working on some of this stuff. So thank you for mentioning that. Um, better, but a bit more would be great. We can chunk it a little more. One other thing I can do actually, I don't think I have it in this browser. In the other browser I do typically, I think there's going to be like a size here. We can actually chunk this one up just a hair as well, maybe, and that will uh, reset also to render the page. Yeah. Um, okay, so that looks like the end of our variables finally. Then we do have some functions, which is where we've got uh, helpers, setback light. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. We used to have a brightness issue on the Titano. We actually don't have that issue anymore. We solved that a um, couple week or two back on uh, on um, one of the streams. I don't remember if I worked on this one or my Saturday stream. Uh, let's see. Hopefully pinches Wally, uh, Wally's display to make it uh, physically larger. Yeah, 22-inch monitor looks fine. Yeah, I will. My size is generally pretty big because I am also I'm on a big. It's, I'm basically on a TV. It's like a forty something inch, like forty five inch TV or something. But but it's like, you know, I don't know, seven or eight feet away from me. I'm like sitting back a ways from it. But I have the font cranked up for that reason typically, because uh, I am kind of on like TVs and I'm further back instead of uh, monitors. Uh, did Monty Python help develop Python? It, I would say the short answer is no, but the long answer is yeah, kind of. I think um, there's lots of references to Monty Python. So like the early developers of the Python language were very, uh, I believe, into Monty Python. So like, you know, you could probably say, I don't speak for them certainly, but I would venture to guess that some of them might say that they were inspired by uh, Monty Python, at least in some way, because there are like references to Monty Python uh, scattered throughout like the old, you know, the oldest versions of Python in the documents and things like that, especially in the documentation. Um, as I recall it, there was lots of references to that stuff. I'm 64 years of age and use a Samsung tablet. Nice, watching on a tablet, that's pretty cool. Um, okay, so we had a bunch of display groups, but we're still defining functions in this version. It is getting a little tough to follow which parts have been cut out, uh, which parts have been added in, so I think what I'll do is... Uh, how far are we here? We're, we're not, we still got quite a ways actually. I think I'll f finish out the quick skim, but we'll mostly get into the uh, high charm to actually get a look at the code that is there now. Sometimes I find it 
uh, difficult to keep straight. You know, the I know it's highlighted, obviously, red and greens, but, like, in my mind, keeping track of, like, which things have been removed and which things haven't and all that stuff, um, I find challenging sometimes with this view. So we'll switch over and just get a look at what's actually there today and step through it a bit. Got a te text box helper function, turn a formatted string with word wrapping. This can actually use a label now. We don't actually have to use PyPortal. I guess it doesn't matter. I think internally this one uses the label one. Get temperature. Only if we have the sensor. Okay, so there's the end of our functions. So now we're setting up the light sensor, setting up the I2C bus so that we can get the temperature sensor. Uh, theoretically, we could swap this to board.i2c. You know, six to one, half dozen of another doesn't matter too much, but I think the... You know, the standard sort of best practice general way on most devices is board.i2c as long as it exists. The Stemma port being the one sort of gotcha where it's uh, usually under a different name if it's the Stemma one, so. I shouldn't say usually either. I don't actually know the breakdown. It is sometimes under a different name if you have a Stemma. There may be some where it is actually still the same. So that's just initializing the temperature sensor which looks like doesn't exist on the uh, Titano or the Pint, so it sets that to none. That way later on it will check this variable, and if it's none, it will uh, not do anything with it. Initialize the PyPortal helper library, uh, set the background. You know, theoretically, we don't... We could take out initializing the PyPortal helper library in this. I guess it does... Well, so this is initializing the NeoPixel still, which I think the NeoPixels probably would get initialized inside here as well. I think you could use them from there potentially instead of doing this one? Not sure. It looks like right now the background is the main thing it's doing with the helper library. Uh, and the background, it would actually be really easy to do without the helper library. And I think it would add to this example, which is, you know, essentially is supposed to be an example of how to do like most of the things you can do, how to build a complex user interface. Um, so I might be into switching that. We'll have to, we'll have to see though. If PyPortal uh, object is used for some other things, then maybe it won't make as much sense to try to get rid of it. In fact, it might be used for like playing sounds. I think there is a, uh, I think it plays an MP3 or a wave or something. Maybe that uses a library as well. Initialize the touchscreen, set up the groups, make an icon group, add it to the view. Glyphs. So yeah, these used to be declared in line here, but now they're way up in the variables. We got a Wando instead of a window. Nice catch there. Indents the text layout. I like the clarification comments. That's nice. Tweak the values, it looks like, a bit as well. So maybe the text wasn't quite lining up as good as it did before. Text box, that's up in the functions now. These variables are going to be all up in the variables now. This has been broken out one per line and a bunch of them have comments on them so that's nice like all the colors are the same same thing here start after the width of perhaps width it could say like a width of a button it could say after the width of the first button i guess all the buttons are the same size though uh, this will be the thing when we do make the new version all these buttons these are the buttons that are at the top like uh, basically acting as tabs uh, in this picture here, you can see them. Uh, these are the buttons at the very top here. Uh, and one of the things we have when we do rewrite this is we now have a tab layout, which is this exact kind of widget. So we'll be able to utilize that instead of 
uh, actually having to create three button you know objects and add them to a view uh, group and uh, do all that stuff you could just we'll make the tab layout we'll add the other views to it and then it will just do the buttons for us we don't have to worry about it uh, let's see here I think let me catch up here uh, I think it might be I think it might be just the QD Pi 2040 that's got the labeled I2C buses brought out but not certain uh, it's the board the, that threw me for a loop at least that's the only one I'm aware of. I want to say maybe the Feather RP2040 does, uh, Fe, uh, excuse me, Feather uh, TFT, excuse me, which is actually not a not an RP2040, but is a uh, ESP32S2. Um, that's the one I've been using a lot lately as my like general daily driver. I just have it on my desk here, and I use it to test stuff out. Um, and I f I'm not 100% positive. Obviously, I'm not looking at the code for it right now, but I think I, think I remember that one being... Uh, you know, I2C Stemma, or maybe Stemma I2C as the name of the bus on the board object on that one. Um, I'm not 100% sure. Let's get some more buttons here. Layer visibility. Oh, interesting. This has been refactored into a function. So it's uh, used to be calling show layer view one and then setting a variable and then printing. But now it calls this helper function with hide the main group. And I guess the thing to hide, although this does say show layer one. Oh, oh, I see, I see. So hide view two, hide view three, show view one. Okay, yeah, yeah, our hides were here. So we don't, I, basically, instead of hide layer, show layer, now it's uh, layer visibility. It's one function with the extra argument. I don't necessarily have a preference on that one. Six or one half dozen of another to me, I think. This one, I guess, is nice because... You know, it's almost more like just object visibility. You could actually pass a different... You know, you could pass a different splash, I guess. That's, what, that's one of the things that makes it more versatile. Suppose you could also implement other actions as well if there was something else you would want to do, but I don't know if it would make sense inside of that name, I guess. Um, I don't think so. Sorry, Sherry. Uh, young man would I oh, oh excuse me uh, sorry I also I misrep uh, misread the question excuse me young man would I be able to put dolly dolly 2 onto this uh, in using pure mathematics to, s to see what kind of artistry I could see or produce um, I'm not familiar with dolly or pure mathematics truthfully is that like a uh, is that like a programming language or some kind of like yeah, I'm not familiar with what that is. Or pure mathematics, is that a... Um, I've heard of pure something else before, I think. Okay, this is just, just the concept. Yeah, sorry, I'm not, a, I'm not really sure what you mean. You can, you, you can crunch numbers. There's lots of mathematical uh, number crunching. So if, you've, if you're familiar with, like, NumPy in, uh, in regular Python, you know, on the PC, there is stuff like that. Um, for CircuitPython, there's a thing called ULab or MicroLab, um, which implements some of the NumPy stuff. So if you're if you're working on mathematics stuff, the Institute for Pure Mathematics and Applied Mathematics. Oh, okay, okay. 
Yeah, I mean, there's definitely like number crunching stuff that you can do on the devices. Um, you know, it depends, I guess, specifically what you're doing and, and where your data comes from and stuff like that. Um, I, I'm probably not the best person to answer more specifically like any particular one thing with mathematics because I will say like my, uh, my background, my specialty is more on the software development side and then specifically in CircuitPython, I tend to hang out a lot on display stuff. Um, not as much on sort of the lower level number crunching stuff. I've tested a few things here and there, um, but it's not like anything I'm formally trained on or anything. Uh, Ministry of Silly Walks, that's a good department. I like them. Very, very important department. Their visibility. These are just broken out into multiple lines. It's like this must have moved somewhere else because... longer here or I guess maybe temperature okay that'll be one thing to check on is uh, what happened like wh why is this gone or where did it move to maybe it's inside here now um, basically we'll want to make sure we check like what happens if it doesn't have the ADT because it used to have this if statement for it but I don't see it now Will also cause the screen to dim when the hand is blocking the sensor touch screen. Oh, okay, setting the backlight according to the uh, light sensor. Which, uh, yeah, there's also a light sensor on the device, analog, I think, light sensor. It just has a, you know, analog pin value. If we're going to be refactoring, I almost would think we should just go ahead and change this either to f strings or dot uh, format, either one. But I do think it's probably worth it to get rid of the percentage um, substitution, or I don't know what they call that with the percent s there or whatever it is. Percent d, I guess it was actually a number, but visible, visible, okay. Of formatting here, keep our uh, string from bouncing way back. Okay, yeah, it's just a pending. So if you just smash two strings together, it's like it will plus them, it will come together there. Since this one's using format, so maybe we should, uh, maybe if we do change that percent, maybe they should just all use format. And we've got down here if. If I is six and view live is three, what is I? I sh could I have a better name? What is I? Button, button press? Test each button to see if it was pressed. Yeah, this is one of the things to the, uh, the tab layout I think will make this code a lot nicer because right now it's like looping over every button that exists but like some buttons are the tab tabs themselves the buttons that switch you between tabs but then other buttons are like visible on all tabs or under the tabs if you want to think of it like that but then also some buttons are actually on the pages themselves so they're only visible when that tab is visible like a, there's a lot of logic but it's checking like every button every time it could uh it will get simplified from the tab layout because it will handle those buttons 
even the rest though i think uh it'll be a little bit less logic like this we we may not need to have as much like verifying which page is live we could maybe get the live page and then only check the buttons on that page in addition to the ones that are outside the pages But I think that will be a good upgrade when we do get the tab layout in, but that's not necessarily anything we need to do for this one. Okay, so we took a look through. We've got the code. I did update, I believe, right? So I should have this code. Yeah, left, left, right there. No tracked branch. That's fine. That's because I did a BH, uh, GH checkout. Uh, let me uh, catch up here. I'm a student uh, of Professor Honor Mutalu. Uh, I've been working on computer architecture and microcomputer architecture for the last five years. Thank you, sir. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Um, thanks for tuning in. Um, and I guess, yeah, thanks for the work you're doing. That sounds like sounds like pretty crazy, interesting stuff. Um, let me catch up on the Discord here as well. Uh, every board with a Stemma QT port has Stemma I2C now. Oh, okay. It's been updated on all of them. So Stemma I2C across the board. Uh, taps versus tabs. Would tabs create a conflict? Taps, taps. Uh, not sure which part of the code we were looking at. When tabs here, maybe? Taps? Oh, I see. Okay. We have some tabs and we have some taps. Yeah, honestly, I would uh, prefer these probably to be button, I think, instead of taps. Um, I think what they're going for is, like, the buttons are tappable. So you tap on them when you want to press them, but... I think maybe button might be a better, more clear name. Especially, yeah, I didn't even think of it before, but yeah, especially because we're also using tab with a B, so it it would be easy to uh, accidentally swap and type one when you meant the other. Good catch. I think taps, probably button, would be better. It's either an alias to board I2C or a different port on the Qt Pies that have both on different pens. Uh, we disabled uh, pylance f-strings because not all boards have them. Uh, but that's sometimes a good change, yeah. But I think pylant does it not complain about percents too? Or uh, maybe it doesn't. Maybe that's part of the f-strings one. Um, I thought it preferred like dot .format over percent as well. Maybe not. What is that sound? Oh, the ice cream man. Ice cream man is here. Does anybody want anything? Oh, you gotta hurry though. He's going kind of fast. He's not really going too slow. Pretty much we missed we missed our opportunity for ice cream. Sorry folks. Sounds good though. Some ice cream does sound pretty good, not gonna lie. Ice cream sandwich maybe? Cookie sandwich? I'd probably go with the cookie sandwich for me. Uh yeah. Drop your ice creams. If we could have ordered ice creams right now and I could download them to you through Discord, let me know which kind of ice cream you would like. I think it might complain about the percent. Okay. It may also be like the config for learn guide might be different too. Like pilot, I'm not sure if it runs in actions or if it runs the same config. It could be different for the uh, the learn guide thing as well. But I think, I mean, most of this is looking good as far as the changes themselves. We're going to test it out. So we're going to make sure everything is still working. We'll try both devices. We'll look into the ADT thing because it was odd to me that we didn't have the, uh, the uh, if ADT is none, basically. We didn't have that check anymore. I'm going to check into that, um, but, you know, just generally speaking, like, most of the stuff I've seen here is, has seemed all pretty good to me. I like the way it's organized now with variables and then functions. Um, the uh, couple of new helper functions, I think these are nice. 
you know, this one I don't necessarily have a preference one way or another, but but I do like it. You know, I don't dislike it or anything like that. I think it's good. Uh, I do like buttons instead of taps. Uh, how 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 old is this one? Do we want to? I guess if we, if if we're if we're not going to change too much, what I'll probably do is just add a commit, uh, and then approve it and merge it. Uh, if we have a larger change, because it's also been a couple of days, if I would have got back to this person sooner, I might have been more inclined to um, leave the change request um, on the PR. But if it's like if it's going to be just a minor thing, we may just go ahead and change it. See what we end up with, though. Yeah, it is interesting. We just don't have that. So if we go inside of here, what is it? So it does... Oh, okay, source. Okay, yeah, yeah, so it does... Oh, I see. Okay, so it's going to use the microcontroller.cpu if it doesn't have the actual sensor. Is that what it used to do as well? It just was inside of the if statement and not in the... Not broken into a function. It just had that right in main. Is that... Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I like that being inside. I do like that being inside a function. That's a nice one. We could fix this if we wanted to while we're here. This is not actually the case anymore. Although that is, I will say, I don't think, well, maybe is that in 731? I'm not sure if that made it into 731 or not. If it did, then it would be time to go ahead and remove this probably. It could be a separate PR still though. Um, if that change was not in 731 though, if that's not gonna hit until eight, then I guess we probably would hold off. Uh, I'll have a 99. Uh, you just became my hero. Thank you. Uh, awesome. Thank you. Uh, twist from a truck uh, or mint chocolate trip. Nice. Twisty one. Uh, you thinking like fruit twist there? Like two different fruits twisted up or the mint chocolate chip? I like mint cho chocolate chip too. That was my favorite as a kid always. Um, Dan managed to fit F strings on all boards, but I'm not sure if it's 7.3 or 8. Oh, wow. So like uh, trinkets, old school M0s, they got room for F strings in there now, huh? Uh, yeah, warns you about the percents uh, to use F-strings. I don't mean they're new. I gotcha. Uh, they, I mean, they are, for what it's worth, they are relatively new to us in CircuitPython. It's been, I mean, it's been a little while now, maybe a year or so, but um, it's still relatively recent, the F-strings. I think that's, it may still be one of the differences as well. I don't know that MicroPython has adopted it yet, um, but may, maybe they did in a newer one. Uh, not sure. Yeah, even this one has like the same variables, but they call it big button instead of taps. I, th I think these, they could be like small button or just button I think is, is probably fine. What we'll do is we'll also take a look at which thing this actually is in the code. Uh, Cause I'm not a hundred percent certain. I think it's gonna be the, 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 the views at the top, which confusingly enough are actually tabs. At least that's what I think of them as. Um, if they are, maybe we call them tab button Y and tab button height width. Maybe we call them that if that's what they are. Uh, so we're going to take the code. We're going to put it on our device. Um, so just like I showed you earlier, we got a thumb drive. We're just going to save our code on it. First, I'm going to take a look at what's here. This is, uh, I'm going to keep this. This is a test for uh, PR that I made in the core for fixing palette uh, functions when you pass in indexes that are out of the range. Uh, 
so pallets have a range. It used to not check the range. It used to do unpredictable, sometimes bad stuff when you gave it a number outside the range. Now it raises an error message, and this is a script that tests that. Pallet index bounds test. Uh, thank you to, I think it was Seagrover who was here in the chat at least a little while ago. Thank you to Seagrover, I think is who made that issue uh, about the uh, pallet bounds. Thank you for finding that. Definitely a good improvement. We definitely, that's the kind of stuff that we do always want to clean up. And that's perfect for me because that's the kind of stuff that like I, it's right on my level of current uh, skills with CircuitPython is being able to fix stuff like that. And I learned some new stuff as well. This time around when I was fixing that, I learned about Q-strings. Uh, and how they work and how they get generated automatically, um, which is actually pretty fascinating the way that Qstrings work inside of uh, CircuitPython core. Uh, but I had a chance to learn about that. And uh, also some of the validation functions, which are built into CircuitPython core. There's a lot of like mp-arg validate something, like validate it is the, the kind of thing, the type of thing you're expecting, or that it is a number, or that it is within a certain range. Uh, I, I took a look over a bunch of those and I was inspired while I was working on that that PR. So let's get back to our camera here. And we are running it. I'm on the Titano right now. So one thing is, uh, you know, the background doesn't fit all the way. Um, and that's fine. That's just because the background, this particular image was made to fit the uh, PyPortal standard rather than the PyPortal Titano. One thing I guess we could potentially do is uh, bitmap blit, uh, no, 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 not blit, um, rotozoom. The uh, the thing we were using last week from bitmap tools, rotozoom. We could maybe rotozoom this to be bigger, uh, but I think it's it's probably on this bitmap right now, which means it's not in memory, which means if we did want to rotozoom it, we'd have to load it into memory, and it pr probably would take up a good chunk of it because it is a big picture. Um, Let me see, the light will probably make this a little better, but I don't know if we're going to be able to handle the glare. Let's see what we get. Whoops. Trucks here have three spigots, chocolate, vanilla, and twist. Oh, wow, so it's like a soft serve thing on the truck. That's pretty cool, like mobile soft serve. That'd be awesome. Usually here it's like packages of stuff. It'll be like uh, the same kind of stuff you can buy like a box of at the grocery store but they'll sell you one at the truck. So it's like an individual sandwich or an individual bar with ice cream in it, stuff like that. Yeah, the Titano is a challenge on this uh, because of the glare. I think I'll just go back to no, uh, no LED. Eventually I need to figure out a better way, better camera, just a better setup for this stuff to, uh, to get it in here, pull it in, but it's, it'll, it'll work for now. Uh, so, I mean, functionality-wise, everything seems to be working fine. I'm able to switch between the views. Yeah, this text got wrapped. Uh, we could go on here. This turns on the LED on the back. You can see it lit up back here. We could change light color. This will turn on the LED and set it to a, a certain color. This one is now on yellow. Uh, now it's on green, blue, pink, red, yellow. That's the cycle we got there, and we can always go back to off, and also always go back to on with white. So that's working. This one says, tap the icon to meet my friend, meet a new friend, tap icon. 
We pressed it, and now we see uh, is that Gus, the green LED. They hide a Gus. We press it again. Now it is Billy, the blue LED. Say hi to Billy. But again, and now we got Ruby, the red LED. So we say hi to Ruby. Tap it again, and now we're back around to Gus. So that cycles through those. Appreciate your fix. Yeah, you're welcome for sure. Uh, sometimes just dropping the display brightness to 0.1 works. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I think you have given me that hint before, actually. Uh, thank you again. Let me... Uh, right now we do actually... What is this? Zero and one. Is it calling this? Why do we have this? All right, it's got it. Okay, so it's doing full on the uh, Titano. 0.3 on the standard. And because our Titano is actually fixed now, well, my Titano is fixed because I'm running, like, something super new build. Um, we should be able to do point 0.1 and it should work, I think. Or not. Maybe my build is not as super new as I thought. Oh. Or maybe I just didn't give it long enough. Mm, no, I'm leaning towards maybe my build is not as super new as I thought. I mean, that should be in. That was a little while back. What would I have made this? Of course, I don't even know what's actually on my device. Look at the old boot out here. It, oh, so that's a build from something. It's a build from Maine or something. Just yesterday. I was using that for Palette Index. I could have swear we had that fixed now. That one not merged, or...? Do I just not give it long enough? It didn't take that long. Okay. Oh, okay, I can see it. I can see it. Oh, but you could see it here, too. I think it just takes a minute to load. I had it loaded before. It does look a little better. Yeah, and, and if we go here... So here I'll say it's very difficult for me to see looking directly at it. Uh, even if I tilt it up, it's a bit dim. But through the camera, actually, that's really nice. That's perfect, actually. Yeah, all the text comes through. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you, uh, Seagrover, by the way. Perhaps 03. There might be some differences from board to board. Sometimes just dropping. Yeah. I think one is going to work. I think maybe I just got impatient. I didn't go. I went too quick, maybe. Because it does go to blank, like it is actually blank during some portion of the loading. Then it starts the splash is the first thing. You see this thing, yep. And then this, which is on disk bitmap rendering. That's actually our brightness just dropped right there. So that must be when we actually called this. And there's our render. And yeah, everything is still looking good. In fact, two might have been nice. Nicer, even. Leave it here for now. The colors do look better on three, though, I will say. Uh, and then what's on our third one here? So this third page, this has got um, the light from the light sensor, which is down here. So if I cover it up with my finger like that, now the light value there, maybe it, it may be a little smaller, uh, and I can't, I can only zoom it into about like that. 
but right now it says 1400 1500 somewhere in that range and if i take my finger off of there now it's all the way up to like 56 5700 uh, from the ambient light and then our temperature there right now that's reading 86 degrees fahrenheit uh, and this is a titano so that would be the cpu temp uh, which does tend to run a little hotter than the room is um, you know unless you have a nice heat sink or something like that on it they sell those too but usually on uh, tricycles um, but for soft serve you need a truck so they have sunday's bananas oh a banana split sounds so yummy or banana boats, parfaits, and of course cones. Yeah, cones are my jam too. I'm a cone. I'm a cone in the cup person. I like to get my cone, put it on top, and then like break it up with the uh, break it up with the spoon and eat like small chunks of it throughout the ice cream. Might have to go get some ice cream tonight. We'll see. After my wife when she gets back. Okay, we'll leave that for now. Um. Functionality-wise, everything is looking good to me. Honestly, I think really the only... I think the only two... I mean, the percent sign, do we want to change it? How many places? Two places? Three? Three places? Three or two? View on. What view? Button pressed. Those two are not. So two places. There's two places where we have percent substitution, and then there are this. There is this variable name, which I think could maybe be button or tab button or something. One thing we should still do though is like we want the three buttons across the top of the screen. Yeah, I guess these have to be the three buttons across the top, and because it is also screen width. Yeah, I think let's go ahead. We can make a quick commit with those. Those are. Not really functional changes, you know, they don't change the way any of this behaves really, right? We're just updating the string concatenation and the name of the variable, which is kind of in line with the spirit of this PR anyway. Um, if I had gotten back to this person sooner, I might have been inclined to do like a change request and have them uh, do it. But for the sake of like just getting it all in, in you know, at, in, at one time, uh, I think I'll make those minor changes and then... Uh, as long as they selected to allow contributors to commit, then we'll be able to commit it and it will just automatically show up in the PR right away. Um, and then we can leave a review on it. One thing is though, in order to do that, I do have to check this out differently. Uh, what I actually need to do is go to any other branch. We just have to not be on this one. So I'll choose the main branch, even though I have a bunch of others. Then we need to delete the branch we were on which was light tree no light light right there left excuse me left right there main we delete this branch locally for me i'm deleting it on my computer only and now instead of ghpr checkout what we need to do is add the remote for left right there so get remote dash v we need to add a new one of these Get remote add left right there space paste get rid of the too much space change foamy guy left right there get remote dash v let's check it get fetch left right there 
Now we should be able to check out directly that branch uh, as like an actual tracked branch instead of the way we had it before, which is not an actual tracked branch. I don't really know what it is, but it's not tracked. I cannot use my scroll bar. Thank you. Oh no, they're not listed. I need to refresh the thing. I might have a couple of branches in this repo. Might be time to clean up my branches. Sometimes when that menu doesn't update, here's what we do is just go... Also still getting used to the new PyCharm and this thing has moved. Update, no. File, phone. Where there used to be a thing in here called um, refresh file status, something like that. Huh. Is that gone? Gonna be in here now? Okay, it is in there now. Apparently you just have to look for it, and then as long as you look for it, it will happen. Magic. So let's go here. What branch was it? Left right there, main, okay. Back. Oh, I can search, actually. I don't use search in here enough. Honestly, I looked through this huge list. I don't, I don't even know if I knew there was a search here. I'm not sure I've ever used that before. It is super duper convenient though. Um, let me catch up on the chat here. Uh, when changing product projects from the learn guide, how do you keep the article text and code snippets in sync with the full code? Here's a very specific example. Would this PR require the article text to be updated? Uh, do they just gradually diverge something else? So yeah, the short answer is we try to keep them in sync. So when the PR gets merged, the article pages should get changed at the same time. Uh, I'm not gonna say that there will never ever be a case where that didn't happen, you know? Like there could be a case where the code changed and somebody didn't realize that the page needed to change as well. Um, but in general, like plan A is whenever this code changes, if it is also referenced in the text of the article, that should change at the same time. Um, so the folks who do monitor the learn guide repo and do the reviews on it, you know, know about that. They know what's up. They know to look for that kind of stuff. Um, and then I will say also thank you for pointing me to that because I will update it if we end up merging this, we'll update it at the same time. So then that way folks will get a chance to see that process as well. So that'll be kind of cool. Um, so yeah, thank you, Dan J. Uh, good question there in the chat. Appreciate it. Both the question and the heads up about it. Um, so we're now on the branch. We're going to go for sure. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Uh, we will, I think let's do the, let's do the percents. We'll just, I think let's swap them to, to format for now instead of, uh, F strings, because that's like a, oh, but it, and then the one other part, I guess, is this is, well, does that change the functionality, though? 
the percent D because it's is there a different one for D? I'm most used to doing S. Percent S. We'll go to REPL. So this is a serial connection to my microcontroller. I could go to the REPL and I can just run CircuitPython code one line at a time. So I want to go like num equals, I think this is going to be a decimal maybe, 10.143, whatever. Print percent D percent d percent num that prints 10 format closing parenthesis okay so that does do the whole thing so we need something we do need something in here is it like is it like that uh let's see string format uh decimal okay or maybe string format percent d method something page i don't even it, it's like took away my search altogether Uh, let's see on the YouTube chat there. Um, I scream in a cup with uh, bits of cone on top is a Sunday. I'm having a cone off a truck. It means uh, it means I'm walking, so dishes are currently a hassle. I gotcha. Dishes and cutlery. It's in a bowl and a cup. I'm probably at home. Yeah. I just, I'm always going for the cup. Even if I'm walking, I'll go for a cup, personally. I'm always so afraid of, like, just dropping the ice cream or, like, it falling out of the cone or it dripping down or anything. I'm, like, super paranoid about that. Probably to the, like, you know... Probably to an extreme, even. <laughs> I'm always, I'm always getting the cup uh, format price equals percent. Okay, so we could do like dot zero f. Would that be dot zero f? No. Or the name. Whoa, wait a minute. You can do dot format with names? I had no idea that you could use keyword argument names inside dot format like that. I thought it was always uh, just based on the count, I guess, right? The index. Named and number substitutions. That's crazy. Uh, love the factory. Ola from uh, stormy Colorado today. You know, it was super stormy here this morning. I wonder if it was moving west. Because, um, yeah, it was, like, insanely gloomy. When I woke up this morning... Um, like normally the sun is out at this time of day, like when I start working and like the sun was technically out, but it was so gloomy that it still looked like it was night out. It was crazy this morning. Uh, and you can use a dictionary as the other argument. Oh, okay. Instead of like num equals, it could actually be, uh, it could be a dictionary. 
something? Maybe I misunderstood how to do it. And you can use dictionary as the other argument. Not sure which other argument, I guess. Kind of necessary for localization. Very useful for uh, translating two languages that use different grammar than English and have things in a different order. Plus reordering the arguments in the template string. Oh, okay. Yeah, that does make sense. Being able to reorder. Yeah, there is like... Once the verb will be at the beginning or the end or something different like that. Hadn't thought about that, but that's a good point. Okay, so this one ended up being the one we want, though. So we can go... We had... Uh, well, well, we won't use num. We'll use, like... View number, I think. View number. Or view index. Well, but they're numbers, because I think it's... Are they 1, 2, and 3, or are they 0... One and two. If they're zero, one, and two, I think we call it view index. If they are one, two, and three, I think we call it uh, view num as the variable inside the substitution. Uh, star star dictionary name. Mm, so it can't be necessarily a literal inline. It has to be like define a dictionary and then and then uh, pass it in. I gotcha. Or, or maybe it can be literal, I guess. Maybe you can just put star star in front of the dictionary. I mean, at that point, it's, it's the same as doing it as the uh, other argument. But really, the power there is like you would have a dictionary already created with a bunch of stuff in it, and then that's the dictionary that you want to pass. Um, whereas here, we've just got the one, and so it, it doesn't uh, make that much of a difference either way. Where's our, let's go to the camera. What are we actually printing here? U2, it'll be 1, 2, and 3. Yeah, and they're even labeled 1, 2, and 3, so yeah, view num I think will be perfect. Let's update it here as well and just make sure I haven't broken anything. Also, why was it yellow? Right, because we not we have broken something, in fact. Thank you, uh I don't know, PyCharm code watching ghost that tells me when I have errors in my code. Appreciate you. Okay, stars on the literal may work. I like soft serve my ice cream at the Golden Corral. Uh, place some of their fudge in the bottom of the bowl. Uh, start the soft serve ice cream and then hot fudge on top. Nice, that sounds pretty good. Got a couple of good ice cream places around me. Only a sucker for a good ice cream for sure. Two on, so that's printing the same thing. Looks good. 
So let's find the other percent. Was button pressed and it's I. So on this one we can just go. I mean, this one I think I will not be afloat. Probably it should just already be an integer, I think. So could probably just do this way, I think. Get a code. Oh, well, that's because they're basically the same file. I mean, you know, one's kind of a copy of the other one. Oh, that's a different window then. Not really duplicated code. Have to call it a day now. Thanks, Tim. Good night, all. Yep. Uh, thanks, Dave. Thanks for hanging out. Good night. Uh, hope you have a nice night, nice weekend, and all of that stuff. So, yep. Thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out a bit. Two, three on. Good there. Button two. Button zero. Button one. We're looking all good here. Button two. Looks the same as it did. If it were me and I were writing it for the first time, I might like a space between those, but it's not. It wasn't that way before, and it's not me writing it for the first time. I can see the case for just matching what was there as well. Um, so that's our percents. And then, yeah, let's uh, just do taps. Also, I did this in here. I'll need to. I will go back to here for the next. So taps. Wait a minute. Did it get renamed? Where did it go? Were we looking at main? Now I'm confused. Am I on the right branch? Main? Oh, wait, no. Left right there, main. What's up? Do we not have tabs anymore? Oh, it's tabs. I think we move these up to the variables, right? Oh, screen width. I see. Honestly, we don't need to do this either. You can actually just do display.width and height. I think we'll save that like I don't know that that's it's still not going to be a functional change it's still going to function the same but it's a it is a little bit more of a functional change than the stuff we've done so far I think. 
think so i will leave that one for future pr but yeah this could be simplified further because we don't even need these in fact wherever these are referenced uh, wherever these get used somewhere down here instead of screen height it could actually just be display dot height and as long as we have display on a variable which we do then it will have the correct value no matter which device you're on it will always have the right value on all the devices which then removes the need to even create these variables altogether It does make sense though that these that that these variables are down here because they I mean the width I guess the height and the y maybe not as you know they don't need to be down here but then it does kind of make sense to put them all together so I see that as well but the rest of these ones need the screen size essentially they're all relative to the screen size and the screen doesn't get you know, looked up or, or set up if you want to think of it that way we don't do the screen stuff until down here so if we wanted to move these variables up we would also need to move the display stuff up and right now at least we would need to move the screen width and screen height variables but we could if we wanted to refactor further we could just cut those out and then we wouldn't need them and then as long as the display was above our other variables so yeah i think we'll just keep them where they're at but we will go and uh, we will go f6 shift f6 we'll call this i think um add button y button height factor tab button width factor and now let's look where these are used what a refactor or was that not used before? Wait a minute. Are any of these used? Now I'm confused. And let's Is not used. These ones are. I guess Y is default. Oh well, Y is default, but also it is uh, hard coding zero. So again, like if we were going to do a further refactor, we could just get rid of this. 
or really i think what would honestly be better than getting rid of it is like this one down here should not be hard code zero instead should be tab button width i think just to keep them as non-functional changes though i am gonna just rename them um but then we can still make a pr after this that would do a bit more refactoring if we want and then also certainly while we are writing the new one these are all great things that I'll keep in mind to um, you know, make that way the first time. In this case, in fact, it will get managed by the tab layout anyway, so some of that stuff will actually become easier. The respect rotation, yeah, that's true. Yep, oh, there was a question, yep, does it... Uh, Yep. Yep. Seagraver's 100% right. They will, if you rotate 90 degrees and then you ask for the width, you'll get the the short side, you know, if you're on a, a standard landscape screen, which is what the Pi Portal is. Yeah, display height and width are awesome. I use those all the time for positioning stuff. Like if you want to position something on the right edge of the display or, you know, centered in the middle of the display, that kind of stuff, like... Height and width uh, on the display, they allow you to do that, that arithmetic very easily. You know, like divide by two to get the middle and minus the width in order to get like the right edge or whatever. Did it before use taps Y? So like in the currently released one, it has a taps Y, but does it use it? Why do I have this? I have my earbud in, but I have no, there's nothing playing in there. I don't know why I have this. No? Yeah, I had it, it just doesn't use it. So let's make sure everything works. And I don't think the sounds come through, but like as I click different things, it's making sounds here. I'll hold it up to the microphone. Should cut, come through better. Let me try not to knock everything off my desk here. Got a couple of little beeps, and then it's got this one. I actually don't know what this one does. It doesn't seem to play anything. I may be missing the file for it. That's one thing we should check on as well, is make sure 
on button press to make sure whatever is causing that is actually my fault. Probably just me missing the file, but let's double check. I put a play file sound demo. Sound out wave. Actually, I have sound wave. Maybe it's very quiet. I'm gonna hold it up to my ear. Speaker, also let me turn this off. There we go. Speaker's on the back here somewhere. There it is, okay. Oh. There we go. Okay, I heard it that time. Uh, let's see. I think maybe it came through there. Probably pretty quiet, but that's the sound button. So that is working. I think it was just quiet enough I didn't hear it the first time. Kind of blends in. There's also a lawnmower or something going outside here. <coughs> Excuse me. One moment. Okay, as you can probably guess, I uh, choked on my water there a bit. <clears throat> We're getting back. We're almost better now. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry, one more time. Okay, how's it going, buddy? Got my little furry friend, Stripey Dude, is here now. I wonder if he's going to be uh, wanting to bite my legs underneath here. Please don't bite me, buddy. Here, give him, give him some... Text pets here for a minute so we can hopefully get on his good side. Dang, it's like making my nose water a bit, the uh, choking on that there. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, I love the factory, appreciate it. <clears throat> okay. I think everything is looking good. We're going to copy this. We can bring it over into this one, which is in the repo. We can save it. We can take a look at the actual changes we made. Just make sure we actually change the stuff we meant to. <coughs> Excuse me. So tab, but tab with a B button Y. Tab button height. Tab button width. We're looking good there. There's our new values for these and these. And these. And then our other two changes are the prints. So this one had the percent formatting. We did dot zero F. This one had percent D and we just did brackets by themselves. And I'll just double check one more time in the last printout. I believe we were printing good, both of those. There's our button stuff, and I'll just click to a new view here. View 2. Yeah, there we go. View 2 on. So those are both printing fine. We will... Uh, there are pre-commit. 
Now there is a pilot RC and there's a pilot shell. <coughs> Does this get called by the actions? No. Okay. I think what we'll do is just run pilot directly. So let's go inside of here. Huh? Really? for consider using with <clears throat> I think the real thing to do is just get rid of the six and seven compatible then we won't be opening the file, then it won't be complaining about width. Width, not width, no D in there. Also for what it's worth, this is not even a case where we can use width. width. Uh, so what Pilot wants us to do is basically width open file name rb as image file it wants us to do this instead of this first line here and then like put this stuff inside the problem with that though is that <clears throat> this is inside of a function called set image so this is a helper function you pass it the group you pass it a file name it sets the image um by creating an on-disk bitmap and putting it in the group that you gave it. Um, and with, like this, it will open the file, it will put it in this variable, but as soon as you leave this context, as soon as you are no longer indented in, so like right here, this print statement is not indented, it's not inside the width, this file is now closed. Uh, as soon as you leave that scope, once you execute the last line that's inside of it, <clears throat> then you go outside. This file gets closed. The problem with that is that when you show an on-disk bitmap on the display, the file has to remain open or else you can't show it. Um, so if you were to use with right here, as soon as you get to the end of this and we bounce back out of here, this file gets closed, we will no longer be able to see image on the display even though we're going to add it to the group like this we won't see it uh, it, it won't be visible since the file is closed um, so in this case it's actually we, we can't do it and and because this is inside of a function like no matter what this function needs to return when it's done like this function can't contain the whole rest of the code so 
and and when this function returns the image file still needs to be open otherwise we won't be able to show it so like it it, it can't really contain a width because the width will always have to close before the function closes but we need the file to be open when the function does actually end otherwise we won't be able to see it I wonder though why did we get that I guess does it not does it not do a pi a pilot um in actions or something It is weird that we got that but it wasn't uh isn't I don't think it was failing actions was it No, it was passing. Maybe it doesn't do pilot. Yep, more water is the solution, as long as you do it correctly the second time. Yeah, if you just choke on it again, then it doesn't help solve anything, but you get it down correctly the second time, it'll help you out. One th another thing we could do maybe is run black. I bet you I did that control S thing. Sometimes I accidentally press control S meaning to save this file, but I do it in here in the terminal and it gets in this weird broken state. Somebody one day told me how to fix that state. Um, that, no, no. For now I'm just gonna close this and make a new one. I can't rearrange him. Unchanged. I'm going to leave that as well because I intend to make a sweep through the entire repo <clears throat> and change all of these. Basically, remove the uh, six and seven compatible and just leave us with the seven plus compatible since we have a uh, seven stable release. In fact, we've had a couple. We're on 731 now. Control Q. Try that one, control Q. Next time I'll try it. Got it in both places, control Q, okay. Better remember that. Okay, while that is running the actions and such, um, what I will do is switch over to my standard Pi portal instead of the Titano. Ah, uh, with these things again, my favorite thing about YouTube chat in the entire world. 
Okay, there we are. The irony. Yep. Uh, ah, that threw me off again. What is a... Okay, we're waiting on this. We're going to load the Pi Portal. I was getting the USB cable. That's what we were doing. USB cable. Carefully. Okay, it's actually fed up through here. I see. Okay. Portal's baby sister, or uh, Pyportal Titano's baby sister, I guess. Pyportal regular, or is the Titano the big sister? I guess if it's a big sister, then that's, that's still baby sister. Although Pint would be the smallest one, I guess, so... This one's the middle sibling, I suppose. Um, no idea what we have on that. Ah, nope, wrong one. There we go. 730. We might as well, let's throw, because there was a release the other day, right? Let's throw the new release, right? We might as well do that. That one's there. ANSI terminal flow control. Control S for stop. Control Q for resume. Okay. Flow control. That is ringing a bell. I do think somebody somebody did tell me that one before. So we'll double tap reset to go to bootloader. It's really one meg. That doesn't seem quite right. But I bet you it was just giving me a weird view. Clean out my downloads again. 1.1 megs? Is that right? I feel like I was used to those being a couple of megs. Save more space? Yeah, current is 2.1. Control G rings a bell. Eight alpha is also the one meg. Maybe we just maybe that's the space. Like why uh, f strings can fit now? I guess maybe that's part of the space is making these things smaller. Yeah, because that's one point one as well. What was seven three zero? Oh, this will be easier on S three. Will it? Maybe it wouldn't. I don't know. We'll go English so it's the same. No, that one's 1.02. I don't know. I don't know what I was just thinking. Maybe just the Pi Portal are smaller than I was thinking. Yeah. A bunch of them are about the same. Alright, we do have it connected now, though. It did its thing while I was looking at that. It reconnected. It's running. We're boot out now. 731. Unix terminal flow control keystrokes. Yep, thank you. Uh, Charles over there in the YouTube chat, appreciate it. Uh, so we're good here. We got code here. What is in this? Brightness testing stuff. I think this was just verifying the uh, 
brightness initialization of the display back when I was working on it. I don't think we need... I don't think I need this code on my Pi Portal specifically anymore. But sometimes I keep code that I don't think I need, so we are going to keep it. Let's grab our code pie from here. We are on portraits, so we're going to want to go landscape. Oh, you know what? I'm surprised. Hold on. Why did we not have the change for uh, brightness? Didn't I change that or did I end up copying it back or something? Oh. Oh, yeah, no, it must have been changed back on 1.0 now, so it'll be on the brightest setting again. Oh, code done running. Don't have the bitmap loading. Looks like we don't have sounds either, which will be the next thing it needs. I'll just grab them from the uh, project bundle, I think. I have this before. Yeah, three. I have three copies of this now. Well, this is the fourth one. So we'll take the assets out of this bundle, but of course use the code from the PR. And I don't need lib. I should have everything. Not we can add them. Whatever we need. You could skip it if it's already there. There we go. So this one fits the uh, screen. It says that bitmap is like perfectly sized for the screen. Same thing for the text here. That's why the text on the on the Titano was like kind of occupying like you know two thirds or whatever. It wasn't quite the full width, more like this one where it's uh, it kind of fits into this box. That is another one though. The function that does the wrapping, uh, there is one that takes pixels. So we could actually just like tell it the screen width and it could wrap inside of that. Uh, and I don't hear sounds, but I believe I cut the uh, trace. Let me turn this off. Yeah. This trace right here, there's two little pads right here. 
uh, and there was a teeny tiny little trace between them, but I have cut it out with an X-Acto knife. This uh, connects the onboard speaker. The other option is to use a plug-in speaker that plugs into this plug right here. I don't happen to have a speaker plugged in right now, but I did cut that trace, so I'm not hearing the sounds play, and that's why. But everything else appears to be working, and we did hear the sounds play on the Titano. Uh, and if I would go grab a speaker and plug it in, we could hear them here as well. I don't think we necessarily need to. Yeah, you can see this one, the Pi Portal Standard, um, has an actual temperature sensor instead of using the CPU temperature. So this one is actually a couple of degrees cooler here, down on 81, which I think the other one was like up on 85 or 86, um, just because that CPU is running a little hotter than the room. Or is like generating its own heat that it's sensing, right? Um, so we're looking good there. Did we pass actions and stuff? Am likely. Don't need that one. Okay. Refresh. Zoom this out just a hair. Yeah, it looks like we passed. We did look into the ADT thing. We figured out why it doesn't have that if statement anymore. It's actually, it, it does still have it. It's just inside of uh, the helper function now. Let's give it kind of one more once over and think if there's anything else that we don't want to keep how it is now. So thinking we're pretty good though. TFT backlight uh, generates quite a bit of heat on the Pi Portal. Ah, that's a good point. Yeah, the light as well, yeah. Which the temperature sensor probably gets a little bit of influence from that as well, the backlight. But the uh, CPU, I think, is even actually getting more influenced by that. By the rest of the heat the board generates. Here's where a couple of the values did get tweaked on for like exactly where it does show on the screen. Not too much though, right? Like, you know, one more pixel X and 20 more pixels Y. Still just a tiny bit, but. Yeah, we'll approve this. I will get ready to merge it. I'll go pull up the learn guide as well, and we'll change that at the same time.
Okay, uh, and somebody earlier, kind enough to link me to this, Dan J, thank you for bringing this up, asking the question, and dropping the link for the place in this instance where this will change. So here we have head layer and show layer. Instead, this will now be the um, layer visibility. And it's got a couple of arguments. Honestly, why don't we take a quick stroll through the rest of this guide as well and see if there is anything else that might need to change, any other code that is uh, taken from the code but not like embedded, right? Like if it's embedded from GitHub, then it will just get pulled in with the newest version. But if it's um, you know just written like in line in a sentence or something, then it won't. Um, won't update automatically so anything like that that's what we'll need to to go ahead and change there's our rotation there is this set backlight function is that i think it's the same still it's just in a new location yeah This one's kind of like an independent snippet. Kind of has all the stuff you need to just initialize the display, change the rotation. You would actually need while true in here, truth truthfully though, I think, right? Otherwise it would uh, just kick you back to the serial afterwards. But I do think in this context it's okay to keep set backlight with it. Maybe. I mean, this is really, though, about the rotation, I guess, right? Honestly, we could... Brightness has its own section. Yeah, we could honestly just cut cut this function out here, right? Like, it's not really dealing with the rotation at all anyway. This stuff here is more so. And the touchscreen stuff as well. It's calling set backlight, I guess, but we could remove that. I mean, it looks like it was probably copy-pasted from some portion of the code pi. Oh, I'm not logged in here. All right, we actually will have to use... Uh, uh, hopefully, I'm going to be logged in on this one. Nope. Bummer. Okay, that's going to take me a second to log in here. One second. Um... I don't know my password off the top of my head. Two factor. Are you at two-factor? I have it on this phone, I guess. 
One thing I still haven't pulled over to the new phone, maybe. Do that. Okay, back to, ah, uh, I just copied. Bedtime here, thanks Tim, uh, nice weekend all. Yep, thanks Paul, uh, and to Shippu as well, good night. Thanks for hanging out folks, appreciate y'all. Uh, so here we are, actually go to edit now. Page where we own, display. So, so I guess, we, yeah, we copied the URL, so we'll be on the same display, or I mean the same page rather. So we do have rotation section, we have the backlight section, which is where this function will actually be. I think makes sense. Rotating the touchscreen here, we don't necessarily need backlight. We can get rid of it, that'll save us from ever having to update it if the backlight portion does change, since it's not really relevant in this specific example. Okay. Finding groups. I think X is default zero. You might be able to just pass Y. I'm not sure. Popping groups. Moving objects. Hidden property. Hidden showing groups. So here's the new one. I wonder what the sleep is here for. I didn't catch that the first time through. I mean, it's such a small sleep, it wouldn't really do <clears throat> much of anything in most cases. I'm back, what I miss? Uh, depends when you left, I suppose. Uh, we, we left the approval. Um, we waited on actions. We loaded it on my Pi Portal. I got my Pi Portal standard pulled out, so we had the, uh, the bigger sister, the, the Titano running earlier with the slightly bigger screen there. We're back into the regular one. Everything was still working good. We are updating the learn guide now so that when we merge the um, PR to update the code, the guide stuff will match it. Uh, so that's kind of where we're, where we're at. Set the visibility of a layer. So you either put show or hide. You give it the layer, which is the group. And then you give it the target, which is the actual thing that's either showing or hiding. You know, one thing is, it's it's a little odd that they, like here, this explains hidden the boolean. But then for hiding and showing a group, they don't, they choose not to use it. Instead, they just remove or add to the group. 
this should almost just be like remove from group or remove from layer, add to layer, and then now it's one function, but Yeah, for sure. Okay, so I think what we'll do is in the code, we'll put the function and then we'll also put the, uh, an example of it being called, which right now it doesn't show it being called, but because now it has you know, two different, like you call it and you give it a, an argument with a different thing, right? I think I'll get one hide and one show. I'm unsure about the sleep. I don't think it would hurt anything, but I don't quite understand it. Okay, I guess it had, it was there anyway, truthfully though, so. My guess is honestly, this was probably to account for something in like one of the earliest versions of Display.io and it might not be necessary anymore. It probably caused something to work back then that has since been fixed a different way. Honestly, that's probably, that's my like, that's my guess, I think. This one will need to get updated when we do switch to the CircuitPython 7 on this bitmap. We'll keep that in mind. I didn't do it in this, uh, in this request, but... Do we still have set image function? This will be another one when it when we do update the uh, CircuitPython 7 version. 
update to the CircuitPython 7 version. 7 Plus, we'll, uh, we'll need to update here as well. Stocks. Stocks links. Text library. Word wrapping. Oh no, that's not true anymore. I'll just say we can. We'll start right there because label does support it itself. In fact, I think PyPortal wrap nicely. Uh, I believe it it may even be calling label dot wrap text. Not a hundred percent certain, but definitely we do have it on label now though. You can use it directly, you don't need the PyPortal library. So you can do it on non PyPortal devices as well, which is nice. I have some older projects with a delay after show, but I haven't needed a delay in more recent ones. Uh should update the older code now, yeah. Yeah, and I think this PyPortal project in particular, like this one, I think it's very old. I think this was probably one of the first, like, Display.io examples. Um, and Display.io has come a long way since then. Like, there's been a couple of major revisions for the way things work. And it's been updated a few times over the years, but... Getting to be, uh, getting to be more and more stuff like that, where it's like the old way, the new way. I think one thing, uh, an another thing I should say that I'll do when I do rewrite this is I think I'll try to do the text wrapping without PyPortal library. I'll try to do everything, I think, without the PyPortal library. That way folks can see the way to, like, do it, you know, manually, quote-unquote, like, without the, uh, the bigger helper library. It's honestly, it's not going to be that much code, though, like, uh, because label supports it now. It's basically just swapping PyPortal wrap nicely for label dot wrap text or something. It's going to be super easy. The uh, the sound playing will be a little bit more. There is a nice like one liner PyPortal dot play sound or something. We won't have. We'll make a little helper function for it, but those will be the only two changes I think. We'll be able to not import the PyPortal library, which should save a bit of RAM as well, and kind of like just show people the. The manual way of doing things right which is kind of the point of the project oh yeah interesting this is even telling you about text uh, about label uh, string format but then they did have percents in there still huh nice this is a good uh, primer on like the actual math if you you're not used to all the laying out of display. So here's actually a couple that did. All right, those are down a bit because of the screen stuff.
This got expanded a bit. Wait a minute. Button view one, button view two, button view three. Button switch. Okay, yeah, we do have these. Button two. This one should have a better name. Should rename that one. When we do a bigger refactor, that'll be another thing to do, I think. It is the color button, I think, right? Bottom right. This is calling buttons.append. And for B and buttons. Okay, so we basically want all of it. Oh. button icon is afterwards though doesn't even show it in this one though Okay, it's talking about the icon button here. In fact, yeah, here's the code for it. that by me again note that these buttons were added to their display group using dot group this is because a button is a group of other objects I don't think that's the case anymore I think button I think it used to have here it would have said like View2.append button icon, and then this would be like dot group here. I think this is the old, old, um, the old API though. I don't think it's like that anymore. Not gonna fool me today. Might be the first day that it didn't fool me, but it didn't fool me. Yeah, you used to have to say dot group to append it, but you don't anymore. And it's already fixed in the code, so that part was already actually updated, but this bit down here. That part's not true. I mean, a button is still 
a group of objects, I guess it's not untrue, but it you don't need to access it that way anymore, right? Like, you just call append and you pass it the button. Um, it is still a group. It does still have multiple objects. Just not how you, you don't have to access it by dot group anymore. Because it, it, it is a group, not it has a group. That's kind of the difference, right? Like, when it has a property called group, it has a group. But when it extends group, it is a group. And we're, that is the group that we're appending. It's kind of the way I think about it, at least. Yeah, this bit didn't change, so I think we're good there. All right, we do have these, so I'll swap that out for the new show hide layers. They did show three, hide one and two, so I'll keep it the same, I think. Show three, hide one and two. Okay, slowly but surely, getting there. There was quite a bit to change, so thanks again, by the way. Um, was it Dan, I think, maybe, whoever that was? Thank you again for mentioning this and pointing out the, uh, the page. We do still have set image. We do still have text box. Which view? We still have switch view? Yeah. That's another bit of the code. When we do switch it to tab layout, the newer version, it won't need a switch view. There is actually a view on tab layout, just like change to tab one, change to tab two, change to tab three, whatever. But you don't have to write that code yourself in the new version. Okay, this one has the embed, so this page will just get updated when we merge. And then this page is also an embed, actually an embed from a different project. Interesting. That's kind of a random thing to add on to the end, MQTT. I wonder what this example is. It would be another it would be a cool example to have a full interface with an MQTT pulling data or something like that from Adafruit.io or something. That might be another good example if one of these pages had live data from the dashboard. 
Okay, I think we made it through all of those. We're looking good. Uh, let's get back, make sure our thing here passed. And it did. So we will also leave a note that says... I, I never, I never spell it right on the first try. I think maybe like twice in my life ever I've spelled that word correctly on the first try. I don't understand it. I can never, I never get it right for some reason. Even though I know I never get it right and sometimes I swap what I think and I still somehow... It's like USB, right? It's like the infamous three... Three orientations, you know? The three orientations of USB. Okay, we made it. We've got the review in, we've got the merge in, we updated the learn guide. Glad everybody had a chance to see like the guide updating process. I know that's something that's usually not, you know, it's it's generally Adafruit folks, right? And it's not something that gets streamed a, a lot. I know I think Scott's done a couple of streams where he's working on learn guide stuff, um, but I don't think very many other folks that do spend time in the learn guide system stream it. So I think it's nice to see that, that part of the system, right? So folks can see like what the, uh, the other side of all these learn guides end up looking like. Um, so we got that in. It has been just a bit over two hours. I think I am going to wrap it up now. I know I put in the title, something about the game and watch game, uh, and I ended up not quite having a, enough time to get too far into that. What I will do, though, right quick here before I wrap it up is I'll just go ahead and introduce that project, um, and then I will very likely be working on that tomorrow morning uh, for my stream. So if folks want to watch the Game & Watch stuff, um, or if you like me, you want to watch the next project I work on, you can find me on Twitch uh, or YouTube. If you uh, On Twitch, it's Foamy Guy Twitch. You can follow that. You'll get a notification when I stream in the mornings. Um, I do stream generally every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Central Time. Um, so, you know, I don't know what time zone everybody is in, but if you convert 10 a.m. Central Time to your time zone, on Saturday morning, well, it's morning for me, 10 a.m. Central Time, but whatever time that is for you, I'll be on uh, YouTube and Twitch. You can catch me there. I'll drop links in the Discord chat, so you can always find it that way as well. Tomorrow, I'll be working on this Game & Watch project. Um, so for folks that don't know, like me, I didn't know this before I got into working on this project, there is this old Nintendo, Nintendo Game & Watch. These were like handheld devices before, I think maybe even like before Game Boy and possibly even before like NES and stuff came out. Oh, it looks like there's modern versions of these, I guess. Yeah, it looks, and Walmart would not be selling the original, certainly. So, I mean, these days, I'm sure maybe they did in the 90s or something, but. Yeah, this is a different thing though, right? This is a modern take on it. Which actually, this might be fun to hack and see if we could run CircuitPython on. I maybe it's not quite that powerful, uh, but the so these are like modern remakes of the original thing, though. Let's find the actual. Uh, let's find the older one. The older ones were not a color display. I mean, some of them had colors in it, but they were like this liquid. Is it liquid LCD? Like liquid crystal? It's not like a. 
a display that you can just paint a bitmap on. It's more like a watch face or whatever, right? Like it has built-in little segments that it can either draw or not draw to turn on and off those bits of the display. So like, you know, this one, it's got this little clown character juggling and it's got a bunch of these little preset balls and it can like hide and show each ones in order to make, you know, what looks like to the eye as animation, what the human eye will, you know, perceive as animation. Um, there's a couple others of these. There was, there was a handful of these. I don't exactly know how many. It's like about a dozen or something like that, maybe a couple more potentially. Um, they all have these kinds of like basic screens on them. So it's like even pre Game Boy, it's not just a full screen that it can draw whatever it wants. It's very limited to only drawing the preset characters and the preset shapes, uh, you know, that are burned into the display. It can just turn them on and off. Um, so what I'll be working on though is a CircuitPython port of one of these games called Octopus. Which is this one. So this is kind of the gist of the game here. Uh, you basically, you have these uh, divers up here. So deep dive. I figured this would be a, you know, a good staying in theme of diving here. We've got these divers that dive off the boat. They go down the rope uh, and then they can go over here across the bottom of the, uh, the bay or whatever we're in here. They go across and then there's a treasure chest right here. And the goal is for the driver, the diver to go down, to go over, to get the treasure and then go back and go back to the boat to keep the treasure. But you have to watch out for the tentacles. If the diver gets touched by uh, I believe the way this works is like the last bit of the tentacle. So each of the tentacles is broken up into these segments. And if the very last segment is visible, if it turns on while the diver is next to it, then it will basically catch the diver. The octopus will grab a hold of him. He goes in here. He swings him back and forth a bit. Uh, and that counts as like losing a life, basically. And then I think the deal is you have three lives. Uh, so, you know, you play until you have gotten caught three times by the octopus. Uh, you just keep counting your treasure upwards and you, you know, you try to get as much treasure as you can without getting nabbed by the octopus. So um, that's what the original game was about. We'll be making the CircuitPython port for that. And I don't know 100% exactly how I'm going to tackle it, but what I'm thinking initially is that I might be building a more general project that allows this type of graphical game where you have a bunch of different sprites and you are hiding and showing them at the appropriate time in order to create the, you know, the whole game, basically. Because basically all of these sprites are kind of like, you know, preset in there. The game just hides and shows them, so... I think we'll build a couple helper classes or something that kind of behave like this and give us the ability to make these individual bitmaps uh, and then just be able to hide and show them as needed for the game to, to progress. So uh, if that sounds interesting to you, then uh, catch up with me tomorrow. I'll be streaming, working on this. I probably won't finish it all in one sitting, so uh, possibly next week or some other time I'll be uh, streaming that as well. So. Thank you uh, again to everybody who watched. Uh, thank you also especially to the folks who helped out in the chat. I think Dan that offered up the uh, link to the learn guide. A couple other folks who helped with some things like the uh, terminal commands and a couple of those other things. Always appreciate folks helping out in the chat. 
Um, thank you again to everybody watching. I'll catch you all tomorrow, whoever wants to watch my stream then. Hope everybody has a good night, good Friday, a good weekend, all that stuff. And yeah, I'll catch you next time. Thanks.